less fast and furious and more like brisk and peeved. Well, good morning. Well, and uh, you are well, and you're very well. welcome back <laughs> to Breakfast and Furious, uh, where today we are watching Furious 7 with the one, the only Furious Sam Killian. How are you doing, Furious Sam? I'm angry. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm raging. Uh, what are you raging about, Sam? Oh, <laughs> hey, have you had a look at the news? <laughs> uh, there's always something to be mad about these days. Uh, like, I go to my car, which also, I assume mm. it might be interesting that I, I, I know Julie drives, but I, I might be one of the few people who you've interviewed with, with a full driving license. Let's go through the list. Julie drives, technically yeah. part-time co-host, so we won't count her as a guest, but she does drive. I don't drive. Technically, I'm no. a host. So a full-time, full-time, full-time co-host. <laughs> I drive. Uh, who is next? Next was Own Potts, who does drive. Drives. Full, okay. full license, yeah. That's one for drive. Uh, next was Paul Miller, does not drive. Does not, does not drive. Dave Roper and Nolan. Dave Roper Nolan, I don't think he drives. I have no idea if he you drives. You think he drives? I have no idea, yeah. Well, we'll have to fact check it later, but we'll put him yeah. down as a no. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Uh, Shiva doesn't drive. Shiva Shiva does not drive. We talked about it on the podcast. Robbie Doyle does doesn't not drive. drive. Ali Whelan doesn't oh. drive. Okay. Does drive. I... Oh, she just did her theory test and uh, she passed. Uh, that's uh, not driving now, is it? Not driving. Lisa <laughs> Ali does not drive, I believe. She sits in, in the in the in the shotgun seat while her friends do rally car driving. She told me about that. Tim Leach clearly Again, does drive. Jimmy, you know, driving and not driving is a binary. <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's you either drive or you don't. <laughs> uh, Tim Leach clearly drives. He gave me a lift. That's great. Who are we forgetting? Of course, we are forgetting. Uh, you're Emma the one doing the forgetting. <laughs> Emma Finnegan. She drives. Emma Finnegan drives. As as does Ferdy. Yeah. And Ferdy drives so too. That's, so that's actually uh, four drivers. But a, a, a whole lot of non-drivers. Very uh, true. I think it's more than my, four. My, 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 oh, sorry, including me. Sorry, sorry oh, excluding yes, yes, yes. me, rather, excluding me. I, it's funny because I, I, I love to drive. Um, mm. uh, I love to drive my car, Diane. And when I drive, I, I kind of chill out. Like, I'm not yeah. really furious. You love putting I'm, on loud driving. music while you drive. I love putting on loud music, uh, especially in, in a COVID-19, chill way, though. Uh, pandemic. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been nice when we can't really go to uh, to to a club uh, or even mm. a restaurant. It's been mm. nice to like just play loud music when I when I drive. It's like a little a little party just for me when I drive. But it's just I, I don't really uh, relate to being fast and furious. And I think, to be quite honest, you know, coming in at number seven. There was a lot to not understand about this about this film. <laughs> I was wondering because I was, as I was watching it, I was also watching it through the lens of you, Sam, who'd never seen one before. And uh, yeah, there's a there's a whole lot here. What what were your thoughts as you? Well, did you enjoy the film first of all? Um, no, like, but like, I I I thought it was a really good like. I feel like I don't have a great gauge of what constitutes a good action uh, sequence. Jimmy, you know I'm a big, a big film fan. I, I know you're um, the kind of guy who goes on Facebook and looks for recommendations for art house films. <laughs> I'm the guy. I'm the kind of guy who like searches for infographics that say most fucked up films <laughs> of all time. Uh, no, I'm, I'm. But like you know, like I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't. You, you love film. I, I, I love film and I probably have not seen a lot of thriller films or action films outside of like a few obvious touchstones. But like, to me, this seemed like it had a lot of very good action sequences in it, but the, 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 there were so many characters and it felt like in, in, in this one, it really felt like no one had a chance to breathe at all. Like, like I couldn't follow the emotions of of any of the characters in it. You know, like, like it felt like like the, yeah. there was no space for them to be themselves. Even though, then when the action started kicking in, 
it was lovely to have eight or nine main characters mm. that you were cutting between at, at all times. Really bulked out that fucking two hour fifteen runtime. Like I, I couldn't understand that at all. But like you know, I mean, c- coming into it having not seen any of the other films, my my biggest issue was they never once said what DSS stands for. Uh, wait, what's that's DSS? the company that that's the company they work for. They they work for a company that they describe as not not the military, but they have the same goals. Was, as the military was this mr nobody's company nope this is dwayne johnson's company that he runs oh yeah picked out the way. but do, do they, they all work for this company i often zone out when they talk about details <laughs> um no so dwayne that's johnson, why you will never be a film buff <laughs> so dwayne johnson isn't really a, a a proper member of the main family um, he was in fact an antagonist when he first came oh. in um, who kind of eventually grew a, a kind of respect for them and starts helping them out so they often go to each other for help but J- Dwayne Johnson's kind of you know the absentee uncle who comes by every now and then uh, more so than ever now because they had a big falling out um, oh I heard we, about that yeah I yeah. mean I, you know a lot of behind the scenes yeah, we'll probably get more into it in the Hobbs and Shaw episode coming soon. But uh, mm. basically, the fact that The Rock made Hobbs and Shaw a Fast and Furious film that featured no one except him and Jason Statham from the original films really upset everyone in those other films. And they, well, they... look, I mean, it, it was a shame for me because I, I think Dwayne Johnson is uh, an actor. Like, he, he, you know, he is, he, he is really charismatic like oh yeah he can sell comedy um you know as, as long as he's playing a certain status um but vin diesel like i man like <laughs> I, I i i i did not know who he was for at all and i i don't mean to say that in a rude way because like i know we'll have to get on to the ending at some point like the ending was like moving and lovely like but like you know i i i wasn't moved but i knew it was moving like yeah. to, to to look at it um but i just didn't get what vin diesel was for he he's he seems to have no charisma he really he really mucked his way around a lot of the lines like you know he he was given some wild shit to say but he just couldn't really sell any of it. I felt he was struggling <laughs> every time, <laughs> every time he was on screen. And he's not even as big as Dwayne Johnson. That is a thing. Like you, you, you see Vin Diesel on screen, and you're like, "Whoa, this guy's so big!" And then Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson, Johnson walks in, and you're like, "Whoa, this guy's so big." That's a big guy. It's. It was funny looking at like uh, Jason Statham, who like he starts the film, and you're like, "This guy's big." <laughs> and then you see Vin Diesel. <laughs> He's like Pokemon Evolution of yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. I should probably say at this point, I loved this film. I thought yeah. it was the best one so far. Oh, and, okay. And I think, but I think a huge part of that is that I've had the world built up for me so much. Of course. Like, um, yeah. like Shiva was kind of asking me a lot on the last episode if the things that were happening that she didn't understand had a big effect on me who actually knew the characters. And to be honest, in the last one, they didn't that much, but I think it's because they were still building. And now in this one, the world is so firmly built that this one's really all about them tearing down the world. Um, They blow up a house, which uh, that has a huge impact if you know that house. Oh, Uh, that's annoying because I, once it settled into the, once, uh, Mr. Nobody, genuinely. <laughs> Sorry, I'll talk about it later. Um, <laughs> no, no, you can talk about it now. But, no, it's just that like there, there's all of these weird opportunities the film opens up to itself that it just doesn't like you know double down upon. Yeah, like like you know, to, to be honest, I, 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 like I, I can see that it's it's a a good film, but I just couldn't understand why. Like it's a multi-million-dollar franchise. Like I'd say it's it's in the hundreds of millions. I assume. Um, yeah, I think maybe like, if not in the like billions. Like in terms of money point. being in terms of money being spent on it and money being earned. Oh, absolutely. Back. Yeah, like, yeah. So why couldn't they pay someone two million to just 
punch up the dialogue and give everyone a load of jokes and a load of exciting things mm. to say. Like, like, I feel like every line of dialogue was, was so throwaway and so boring and could so easily have been something else. Like, I, I, just, I just, I didn't get why there wasn't a bit more effort in that. Mr. Nobody and Ramsey were two real missed opportunity characters for me. Like, Ramsey, like, like, like a hacker is such a stereotype. We all know, a ha- like, we all know the archetype of the hacker. Just do a little nerd. Like, like she, she, she could be a hot nerd. Like, <laughs> we, we all love that. Like, she, she had nothing to say. For, I agree. For the whole film. And it was and so upsetting. There's also a lot of points where maybe the my least favorite bit of the film is when Roman starts doing crowd work. And, oh, uh, <laughs> it was, that, that, that was abysmal. Like, it wasn't even cringe enough to be cringe. That's it. Yeah. I think the point was he's not good at crowd work, but he, he wasn't not good enough for it to make a point. I wasn't sure if we were meant to find what he was saying funny or not. It really seemed like he was improvising as well, which is fun. Um, they definitely could have punched up the script. Uh, there's a great Onion video from years back from I think maybe when the fifth movie was coming out. It's one of the Good Morning Today. Is that what it's called? You know, their fake morning show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, where they're interviewing the writer of the Fast and Furious uh, series. And it's like a six-year-old boy who writes in crayon. And you see the actual dialogue and stuff written on his crayon sheets. And it's very funny. Oh, that sounds so great. Now, I believe we have a clip to show our audience at home. Can you set the clip up for us, Chris? Uh-huh. The car went out of the train, and then there's a hole in the train. Uh-huh. And then the, the car brought the box. Then the police went after that. Then the, the, the box hit the car and then it crashed into the ocean. Whoa! <laughs> Looks like this movie never slows and down. And this not the time the car goes And then this not the time it goes Oh, no spoilers, no spoilers. Now this is one thing I really love about your movies, Chris. I mean, all the female characters are so strong. Can I take off my shoes now? But for me, this one really did feel like it was written by a six-year-old boy, but in a good way, because, uh, just in mm. terms of the action scenes and set pieces were all stuff that I feel like me and my friends would have imagined when we were sitting in our parents' cars, pretending to drive them oh, and pretending to be like, um, pretending to crash into each other and holding onto the hood. Like, yeah, the whole bus sequence with like Paul Walker running up the bus before it falls off a cliff and and catching onto the car at the last second when Ramsey was uh, holding onto the hood of that car for so long. The one that I actually didn't quite like was it seemed like Vin Diesel had a plan to get Ramsey out of there. And then the plan was to drive off the cliff and just let the car <laughs> roll down. Well, J- uh, Jimmy, here's obviously where you and I diverge. You don't mm. respect cars. Like you joke around in your parents' car, holding onto the hood, pretending to drive it. As someone who, who drives a car and, mm. and has a lot of love and respect for the cars and cars like I, you know what i i should say i don't have love for cars like i'm not a car guy but you love I, diane I, I love my car i love diane the idea of her being subject to any of the constant humiliations of this film is is so fucking vile to me and like i just can't i i i, I brook that and i see now why you and i have two very distinct visions of the show but in fairness, like i you know, th- th- there were even things like car goes from one building to a second to a third. Oh, yeah. Which, like, I just didn't laugh at. And I was like, I, I wish I was laughing I, at this. Like, I didn't like, laugh because I, I was I... in awe. <laughs> I'll be honest. Okay. Uh, no, because that, yeah. that was one thing where I saw, because obviously in the trailer, they put the shot of the car going from one building to another. So that happened. And I was like, this was cool. But I already saw it in the trailer. And then they do it again. And I was like, oh, yeah, more bang for my book. They'll do it twice. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I laughed one time during this film and I laughed so hard. <laughs> but I don't think I was intended to. It was when, um, <laughs> when Vin Diesel, whose character's name I can never remember. Uh, Dom Toretto. Uh, Dom, Dom. When Dom is... He, he shows down with Shaw for the first time and they're, they're in the tunnels and they're about yes. to, and they're revving up and they're playing chicken and they drive really fast towards each other. And I was like, 
what is going to happen? Yeah. What happens is they smash the fuck into each other. They they ruin amazing. <laughs> I absolutely screamed. I thought it was one of the best things. Like because also it, it a lot of this film really reminded me that like cars are like like the human body is so wonderful and so magical. You can do so much with a human body. Like Buster Keaton like shows us how like the amount of things we can actually do physically are just incredible and insane cars <laughs> cars can only do so much and the, and the logic of a car is quite grim and mm. and, and quite grisly like, like like the moment where dom is surrounded by a load of cars after picking up ramsey and, and there's a cliff behind him and you're going through in your head you're like what can he do he, he can't go through the cars in front of him and he can't go over those cars. So he's going to go over the cliff. Is the car going to be fine? No. <laughs> it's going to crash and be, be destroyed. Like it's, it's so simple. There, there's never a moment with a car in this film where a car does something that you don't expect a car to do. Like cars, are, like cars mm. don't fly. <laughs> like cars don't do any of these like a car is just a vehicle that drives that can turn left and can turn right can go fast can stop and can crash like it's a very simple set of mechanics speaking of I sound, find that interesting and you might find this upsetting would you like to guess how many cars were destroyed during the making of this movie the making yes during the production of this film well, that's interesting now, now, I, I know i know only it, within the production not in the world while this film was being made, just to clarify. Well, I mean, we don't know how many were destroyed because of the influence of the Fast and Furious franchise. That's true. That's true. So now, actually, they do. I don't know if you watch the credits, but they do always put that little bit in the credits saying, don't do this at home. Um, they also had a bit in the credits here to visit Abu Dhabi. Will you be visiting Abu Dhabi, Sam? I won't. Um, I believe back to the that... Uh, sorry, yeah. Um, Unless you had something to say about Abu Dhabi just I know. now. Uh, no, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think I should. Uh, also, Kalkado was in the credits, but not in the film. Well, there was, if you remember, they, they had a photo of her that they put on um, Han's grave. So what, they fucking paid her for that? I guess so, yeah. It's her image. God. Like... God damn. Um, how many cars were destroyed? I know in when they made the film Babe, I know that there were just under 50 pigs used to play Babe. Those pigs weren't destroyed, were they? I don't know if those pigs were destroyed. I imagine, to be quite honest, some of them were. So there were 50 pigs to play one pig, and there were maybe 30 cars in the film. No, that's not true. There were like 30 main character cars, and there were, God, how many cars were destroyed? 300. You're not too far off. Uh, 230 cars were destroyed well, during the making. See, there of this you go. Film. I, I, I applied my uh, babe algorithm. <laughs> and I, uh, pretty well Speaking there. of the babe algorithm, uh, they really upped the amount of uh, babes in this in this movie. Um, every you saying that genuinely makes me sad because I did not <laughs> think there were a lot of babes in this film. Oh, well, I, I just mean more in terms of um, uh, wh- when we originally watched them, because of course the big stereotype of the Fast and Furious films is just fast cars and bikini girls. And every film, I'm like, the bikini girls thing is a little... There's not actually that many in the film. There was a whole lot in this film. I can really see why people okay. are upset about that. <laughs> Uh, upset about it well more that they you know critique it for just um being very <laughs> but again it was, it was funny with ramsey like, like the character of ramsey really annoyed me because like this is a world where no one bats an eye that a woman is a trained killer and no one bats an eye that the billionaire in abu dhabi that his security detail are all women this is not shocking mm. in like uh, the feminist world of Furious 7 but the hacker being a woman really throws them for a loop and it's, it's a weird intersection of the old and the new I, uh, I think that the film found it quite hard to negotiate like why is it that women can be all of these things but they can't be 
a hacker and that's cause for concern, you know? Absolutely, yeah. She was she she was a weird character. Like she had nothing to say. The, the sequence with her coming out of the water is is genuinely so funny. Like because uh, you, you, uh, this might be something to cut out of uh, of, oh, of this recording, but like um, she's obviously an, an insanely beautiful woman, but like. They're just they're talking about her as if she's insane, like 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 as if this is the best body they've like ever seen, like ever, like and it's like <laughs> but there is there are women in who who look like this, like you know there are women who you talk to like so much in the film who look exactly like this, like. It it, just, it was a weird thing to put in that was so unnecessary, and it seemed like a weird, like James Bondy again, very old school film insert that actually just had no place in in the film at all. I think it is kind of like um, we were talking about this recently when there's you know, like a quote unquote ugly character in a film, but like there's no ugly character in a film. It's a, it's film. a film. Like everyone is Everyone's so hot. hot and beautiful. Which is definitely true here as well. I don't think there's a single strange-looking person. Everyone looks Vin great. Diesel. Vin Diesel looks really odd. Like he, absolutely. Um, I don't. Know, I don't know if he broke his nose at some point, like before during production or something like that. But like his his nose. He's got he's, he's got some nose on him. Like again, I don't know. Maybe we should cut this out. But like um, go for it. I don't know. Hey, I'm I'm going all in on. <laughs> <laughs> having a weird fucking nose um to, to, to loop all the way back i don't know what dss does or what they're yep. i didn't or even realize that. i've been watching all these films and i didn't realize there was a dss so i think yeah maybe they're not as good at world building in that sense yeah sam you mentioned there was a few other things you wanted to touch on and i know you took very extensive notes as as you watched this. i did uh, yeah and, and you know what the, the notes like in the first 20 minutes i was really taking notes of being like you know the classic kind of boring man stuff of being like uh, this character says this but uh this doesn't actually make sense and then i was like you know i, I should just try and enjoy yeah in, in, you know enjoy the film so uh, I, think I feel like... i was a bit in that mindset as well because the first scene doesn't quite make sense it's jason statham has it seems he's broken into this hospital and defeated like a whole swat team to tell mm. the doctors to take care of his brother but like that that's what the doctor the doctors were gonna do that you didn't have anyway, to blow uh, up the hospital so it seemed like a good hospital like yeah he was in good hands but uh but because that's the first scene i think it also sets you up for like oh you know just let it happen well you know m mortality and morality in this film which is obviously like it's a really big part of of this film but it's it's fucked like there th these people's relationship to death is, is something that like I, I found really really interesting for example when they're when they're driving uh, <laughs> that's most of the film <laughs> when they're, when, they're um, when uh, the, the big ch the first proper big mission sequence in I think Azerbaijan I uh, I think uh, the Is luscious forests if so one, of Azerbaijan where they parachute the cars out of the plane this one yeah hmm. you know lovely fun sequence uh the the only sequence I actually stopped taking notes for, because I really wanted to see nice. what, uh, what 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 happened. It really re really got me. Uh, again, I thought they could have risen the stakes on it a little bit. I didn't really like understand what yeah. they were doing. I thought if yeah. I'd understood, I would have been more engaged. But uh, they're driving after the big truck, and they they've pulled the back off of the truck, and uh, Paul Walker jumps in and starts beating people up. In, inside the truck mm. and he throws someone out the back of it and every one of the crew swerves to avoid the man who Paul Walker has thrown out of the back of the truck this is despite the fact that he will kill the driver like he, he will kill so many of people like there's a bit where like they, they push a car off and he like slams into a log the driver is definitely dead he, he fully shoots like the driver of the truck in the head why do they swerve to avoid the man who Paul Walker has thrown out of the back 
of the- I noticed that and I guess my thought was they don't want to like get bones in their wheels like it probably Jimmy, would slow you Jimmy, down the, no Jimmy it, it probably they, would they slow shot, you down they shot bullets at these wheels like what do you think a bone is gonna do I had the same thought but like once they, once they started machine gunning one of the trucks and the tires didn't go out I was like magic car like this is Herbie fully oh, loaded here yeah like, these are all magic cars. There's a great line in the last film where um, uh, Vin Diesel like and Letty survive, I don't know, like a hundred foot fall because they land on a car. And Letty asks Vin Diesel, uh, how did you know a car would be here to break our fall? Which, you know, as we see at the start of this film, cars don't break your fall. Uh, they really they break the rock's arm. And that's not easy for The Rock. I, I believe he has a, a clause in his contract that doesn't let him lose fights in movies, which you'll notice he technically didn't lose the fight with Shaw. He saved the girl. So that's yeah, actually the, so annoying. And there's like, like the scene where he drives off the cliff and they just roll down like they're dead. There's so many scenes where people are dead and they just kind of crawl out of the but, car. But it is like, it's like cars can do anything until they're destroyed. Like... Uh, and in their destruction, they save lives as well. Like, cars are a really weird thing. The bit at the end where, like, um, Dom plants the bombs on the helicopter and then they're watching him come down and they're really concerned when he lands. He went off a cliff earlier in a car and was fine. I would literally walk to Dom's wrecked car. <laughs> they'd all be running and i'd be like yeah no go on run <laughs> like you'll be fine <laughs> he went off a cliff earlier what's no, interesting to note on this subject as well is that um i'm sure you you picked up on the fact that letty in a previous film did die supposedly and was oh. kind of brought back to life but with no memories didn't realize she died i i, I just thought that she well, we everyone thought, she, yeah, but for for like one movie, she was dead, and then they brought her back, and they're doing the same thing. You would have seen Han get killed with in Paul this Walker, movie. not with Paul Walker, <laughs> uh, but with Han, who is the first person we see Jason Statham kill in this one. Do you remember Han? I don't th- think he. Yeah, and now we 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 barely see him get killed. And I thought that was disrespectful because is he a main character in other? He is, but the thing is, he originally died in Tokyo Drift, but they retconned oh. it to make it so that Jason Statham killed him. It was just a random accident originally, but now it's Jason Statham killed him on purpose. Right. And in the last film, we saw the full scene in the post credits. So here they just sort of flash to it. Right. But even Han is coming back to life in the newest film. He's in all the trailers and the posters for Fast and Furious 9. Sorry, F9, the Fast Saga. So yeah, they don't really have much of a concept or a grasp on death or mortality. I well, think it's okay. To say. I, I, in my head, I was going, because like, to be honest, knowing the cultural impact of this was hard going into it because I, I kind of assume that the whole film had been edited and reworked to give Paul Walker an ending Hmm. and I I was surprised like about two-thirds the way through I was like okay Paul Walker is not being centered in this film at all his arc isn't really being centered in this film they did not remake the film he died after they finished production and then they just added in that bit at the end. And then I read about it and I learned that, no, he died during production and they extensively used body doubles, like, and his brother. His, his brother, CGI. yeah. CGI, yeah, to, to put him in, which was just confusing to me. Like, I, I thought there were other ways they could have done it. And I, I, I suppose we're getting into it now. Like, we're getting yeah, into, like, 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 Paul Walker. A, a charming cutie, certainly. But, okay, Few, few options that I okay. thought. Paul Walker, the character, Brian. That's right. Yeah, Brian. Brian. <laughs> uh, Brian died. Maybe what if Brian died sometime before the events of this film? And he was appearing okay. as like a PTSD hallucination of Dom throughout. And we only learned that at the end, a la that Scrubs episode. 
Okay, I I think I the, the, Matt, by the way, the, I think that's the, great. That's, I think that's no, cool. No, it's 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 shit, but I think the <laughs> audience would have maybe reacted to that. Yeah. Popular that Scrubs episode is. I think logically, just the fact that they got so much footage of Paul doing quite important things, mm. like killing all those men on that bus, it would be hard to explain how those men died on the bus. Is my main concern. Okay. What if Paul died after that? Okay. Uh, and like, it turns out that he actually died halfway through, and if there was a big act kind of break in the middle. Hmm when like we saw Paul nearly die and we're like, oh, he's nearly dead. And then he turns up again and he's like, oh, he didn't die then. And then at the end, it turns out he did die. And everything from then on is, okay, he's just- <laughs> No, uh, this is great. We're throwing out ideas. We're um, but to be honest, I, I really like the way they did it at the end. I would have added in <laughs> one more thing. Okay, I have a guess, but you go, you go. <laughs> and if it's this, I think it's- <laughs> Very distasteful, but go ahead, Sam. <laughs> well, I, I'm not even, I, I actually, I, I, I have to be so genuine when I say, yeah. I, I think what I'm about to say is not distasteful. I think it's bold and I think it would be very, very beautiful. And mm. I actually would have, like, cried okay. watching it. I'm ready. If we see the two roads diverge at the end mm -hmm. and intercut with, we see like Paul Walker in his white car driving over the mountains of heaven. And, you know, he's, you know, banging the dash and he's having a great time. He's driving so fast. Like he's having a great time. And that's intercut with Vin who returns to the graveyard from the start of the film where Letty's gravestone is. And he has his sledgehammer in his car and he goes up to a gravestone and the gravestone says, Paul Walker. And he smashes the gravestone to bits with his sledgehammer. Like, like he was going to do to Letty's mm. gravestone yeah. at the start of the film. He smashes the gravestone, destroys it, which kind of like symbolically frees Paul Walker from the earth where he is buried. Because, you know, we all know, we the film going audience know that a body lies in the ground, but that a soul like breaks the bonds. And that's what cinema teaches us. And that's what like a beautiful moment like him driving away teaches us. So mm. it'd be a final, oh, death, where is thy sting? You know, reclamation of, of life. That's my pitch. Okay, I, I have two uh, notes. Not even notes, more just statements. Jimmy, I don't think you need Questions. To. I don't think you need to my, have My first oh, one is more Sorry. of an aside. My yeah. first one's more of an aside. Uh, did you also think when he showed up to Letty's grave with the sledgehammer, he was going to like try dig the coffin out with the sledgehammer? Because <laughs> that's what I was... It actually just, yeah, like that sequence really annoyed me because I was like, Vin... <laughs> my one note was Vin Diesel, very much not a therapist. <laughs> like, he, he, this woman has amnesia, so he's like, I'll bring her to the drag race. It's called the Race Wars. Uh, and and she races and it doesn't bring her memory back but she's mm. surrounded by a crowd of people groping her and he's like i didn't think this through this didn't work so then he follows her to the graveyard and he's like hey plan b i'm gonna smash her gravestone in front of her that's really gonna bring her her memory back <laughs> like <laughs> he didn't know what he was doing um, he was clearly banking on the drag race <laughs> resolving every issue <laughs> The other thing, actually, no, this isn't even a note. I, I agree with you. I was worried you were going to do a weird joke about the the cars diverge and then Paul's car crashes. Um, or like we cut to news footage of the real Paul Walker's death, which actually could have been quite he powerful. He died in a car crash, yeah. I didn't even know that. Actually, I probably did know that and I just forgot it. Mm. Uh, which could is, have been a, just the, the ultimate actually, like... Don't try this at home. But again, you don't oh, want to turn. Jimmy. You don't want to turn someone's. Oh, that's the thing. I'm saying you don't want to turn someone's <laughs> life into a health and safety message. But um, it's, it's, it's funny because, like, 
I just think the, the film I thought was setting itself up to deal with mortality in a huge way. I thought that Jason Staten's brother was dead at the start. And, right, I, yeah. and I thought, I was like, oh, okay, death hangs over this film. Mm. Like, and then we go to Letty's gravestone, and I'm like, right, death is the main theme of this film. But then just, uh, like, no. Like, it's, 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 it's not. I, 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 and I get, I know what you're going to say, that that's good, because the Fast and Furious films aren't about death, and because it's, it's nicer to give this, this film, like... Oh, this is a film about a bunch of guys having fun. There were seven of these that were made with Paul Walker, and now here he is, and it's seventh his last. We're not going to make this about anything other than having fun, and then at the very end, we'll add in a lovely note. And in fairness, they they did. It's it's, it's, yeah. it's lovely. I I think um, even more than that, I I think what they're going for is almost a uh, spoilers for the movie and book atonement, sort of an atonement style thing where they're giving. Paul Walker, the happy ending that he didn't get in real life, which I think is something because I know Vin Diesel worked on the ending as well. And it's very much, you know, I'd recommend uh, before we watch this, I sent you Branson Reese's Letterboxd review, which talks about how this is kind of a very weird but lovely unguarded moment where Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel, not Dom Toretto, is like just saying how much he loves his best friend and he'll see him again in heaven and he misses him. And it's a very clear especially because the character of Brian doesn't die. He just retires. Yeah. It's very clear that the moment isn't really about Brian. It is about Paul Walker. And Vin Diesel is kind of gifting him with a happy ending rather than the tragic one he had. And I, I did enjoy like, you know, seeing a movie that um, it's kind of fun that you need the subtext to fully get it. Um, like it'd be weird to watch this movie and not know that Paul Walker's dead and to have this big moment at the end sorry i think i've gone off track from my original point no no you no no you, you haven't it, 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 it's a lovely ending it's it's yeah it, it, i'll it, admit it, i i was in tears at it and i think again that comes from spending seven movies with these characters and with these actors as well to, to be honest what, what what really got me was um the the the, the clip show of films oh I, yeah I, I, I hadn't seen i was like not having seen those films, they kind of existed in like a space me of like, oh, I, I, when the first one happened, I was like, oh, wait, where's this from? And then, of course, <laughs> I realized yeah. six six other films. That's very beautiful, like to see him young and to see him having fun. Because, like, you know, I mean, I assume, like, Jimmy, you said you really enjoyed Furious 7, but I assume it's also a bit played out at this. I'll say it was played out, I thought, the last I thought Fast and Furious 6 was a bit played out I think they did such a good job here it's a new director it's the first one James Wan has directed he's oh. taken over from Justin Lin my main problem with number six was it was certainly fast but it started quite slow and kind of very gradually built up to like some cool big action sequences and um, this you know started fast and it kept getting faster I was constantly yeah. excited to be honest I didn't uh, same as you I didn't really care for the DSS Mr. Nobody side of things where they're talking about some flash drive and CCTV. I was all about Jason Statham wanting revenge on the Fast and Furious family while they also want revenge on him. So it's like a race to who gets revenge first. I would have called this Furious 7 race to revenge. Uh, I probably wouldn't have called it that. That's that's very good but i loved that and i think because then that's just like it's just emotions it's just the story is just people are mad at each other um we don't need all this spy flash drive stuff yeah i i I think again humor was my main issue like like you know there was one bit i really didn't like where ah, it's like vin vin says something he says something like "We, we we gotta get fast like oh i i think are you talking about um the bit where they're putting lots of bulletproof armor on the cars but here he says this time it ain't just about being fast and there is a slightly pregnant pause and it cuts away and i was like come on like give it to me i i i I, like i I know what he's about to say and i I really really want to see it like like there were so many bits that i was like you know you can just let yourself have fun here like yeah like, like camp pantomime humor is, is really impactful. And 
it was kind of annoying for me as as a first time viewer. And again, like, like look, I don't want to sound callous about no, the, go ahead. The, the ending because the ending's beautiful. Like it's you're right, it, it's unguarded, it's it's sweet, and even out of context, like it's mm. like you know, it's it's obvious he's dead, even if you've never seen it. Like you know, CGI is only so good. Like, but it's 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 it, it's really sweet, and I I I can't imagine being so cold as to find fault in it. Mm. But with that said, all the scenes of them, all, like the clip show of them, is mostly of them laughing and, and, and joking. And I was like, the easiest way for me to care about these characters throughout the film is to just show them making a few good jokes. Yeah. Like, because that's what they are. Like, You're like, right, like, yeah. They are vehicles for, for car pornography. Like, if they were just joking around, having good gags at each other. And I assume the reason they're not is because they all have big egos. Like, and, and because you really can't bring ego into comedy. Like, if Dwayne Johnson can't, I think he, you know, he's, he's like, he's funny in, in little bits he does, but like, mm. if he has a thing in his contract that he can't be defeated in a, in a fight scene, okay, well, there's like a load of comedy that you can't do, getting boinked on the head. Yep. You can't get boinked on the head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think there was one moment of high camp here, but I don't know if it was even intended as high camp, but surely it must have been, which is when Dwayne's in the hospital in his cast. He sees an explosion out the window. He says, daddy's got to go to work and he breaks out of his cast. And I guess his broken it, it, arm is just healed now. That annoyed me. It could have been way more. Like It like, could have been way really, more. He really could have burst <laughs> out of it. Like Especially, you know, actually, yeah, because they have the... the um, Earlier, we see he's watching the Incredible Hulk on the TV. That could have been like a fun little. Yeah, there's a big Hulk out. <laughs> oh my God, like, like, just anything to get me. Like, like, yeah. like again, it's 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 the Christopher Nolanization of uh, of films. Films can't be fun. Like, like you know, even films like this can't have jokes in them. Like, uh, yeah, like, I, like, I like, think they like, can't have really silly moments. Hmm. Like, like uh, Ramsey, the the hacker, wakes up and the woman, uh, Letty says hello kitty's awake what the fuck does that mean like or, or, or someone said something that uh, like he said that uh i think roman he's, sorry, he's like a funny character he says um i'm gonna take something down and someone says the only thing you took down was, was no, no knees, knees, to knees. knees. <laughs> i spent so long i i really struggled with that one I, I still don't get it. Like, I, I, you take down no knees. To knees. I assume because if she has no knees, she goes down really easily. I guess it, it was implied he went to the prom with her or something. So he, he, he went. Sorry, I actually I do get it now. He went to the prom with someone who goes down. Oh, really, I get it now. Really easily. And I guess she's called no, she knees no knees because she spends thought, all her time. But I would have thought if you had no knees. It would actually be harder for you yeah. to go down. So you, you would say well, he took down four knees, Denise. <laughs> she goes down <laughs> like doubly on top of her knees. Like yeah. and knee bends twofold. Or even like Mr. Nobody, who for some reason I assumed he was gonna deus sex machina at the end. I assumed he was gonna betray them. They really seemed like he was they really reasoned like he was. But the he... music choices when they handed him that flash drive really <laughs> yes. seemed like he was about to do something, <laughs> anything. This insane moment where, where this suit, this guy yeah. who like, really seems like he has no history and no anything. Like he he for some reason is like, my army is at your disposal. Fair enough to Vader. He got what he wanted. Yeah. And then he goes along with him for some reason <laughs> to kill Shaw. Like, gets caught in a gunfight, <laughs> puts on magic glasses, shoots a couple of people, gets shot pretty much instantly. And then he's being <laughs> driven away and he's being like, you gotta do one thing for me. Try some Belgian ale. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Nobody. That's Kurt Russell. He's funny. I think this was a very fun movie just in terms of the action. I don't think it was funny enough. And I think that's why, apart from this one, my favorite probably is Too Fast, Too Furious. Because in that one, the main pairing is Brian and Roman. Vin Diesel isn't in it at all. And even though Roman was often painfully unfunny in this, 
when it's just him and Brian like riffing, having a good time, having lots of laughs. I can see that. that. It's just so much fun and funny. Whereas, yeah, Dom is just so stoic that he it's hard for him to, you know, crack a few jokes. I did like at the end when him and Jason Statham are having a street fight and he says, you know, the thing about street fights, the street always wins and then the street collapses. <laughs> then, like... But it it it's set up. He says it as if this is like a callback to something. Or like, this is the but lesson also, he's learned in the film is that the street always wins, but it's not a lesson. It's just a weird line. Like, the street always wins, says Vin Diesel, winning. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're winning here. What uh, anyway, the street always wins? We'll take a very quick break and we'll be right back after this. And welcome to The Breakfast Break with me, Jimmy Kavanagh. Now, today, in a very special Furious 7-themed breakfast break... Oh, there's someone at the door. Hello? Hello! Oh my god, is that David Lynch? Yes! Wow! Come in! David, you're standing outside my house. You should come in. Thanks a million. Sure. Hey, have you had breakfast yet? I have a cappuccino right here. I see that. It's huge. What is that, a grande? It's it's too big for people to think about. Well, David, I'm actually making a podcast about Furious 7 right now. I don't know if you've seen it. I've been so busy, actually. The only chance I got to see it, I had to watch it on my bus on the way to work on my phone. Now, if you're playing the movie on a telephone, right. you will never in a trillion years experience the film. I mean, I think I... You'll I've... think you have experienced it. But you'll be <clears throat> cheated. David, come on. That's... It's a, such a sadness that you think you've seen a film on your fucking telephone. David. Get real. Well, you know what, David? I actually disagree. Because when I was watching it on the bus, anytime we went over a bumpy road and I was watching a car chase, it felt like I was in one of those 4D cinemas. You're a madman. I love you. I love you too, David. Okay, we gotta get back to sound, Killian. Uh, hey, enjoy that cappuccino. We're in the final segment here. Um, we'll we'll start to wrap things up, but I know you got a few more things you wanna you wanna run through. Yeah, no, I'm saying it's always the way with these things. You know, you you start slow, and then and then yeah. once it flows, you you really you really wanna go for it. I, I didn't like that Ramsey was like, okay, so she wakes up and she's surrounded by this crew. And then there's this moment where she Sherlock Holmes them. Like she, she works out who they are. Mm. And they're like, how did you do that? But it's, it's the easiest shit ever. Like, like I've spent less time with these people than she has at this point. And I know their dynamics. <laughs> like, you know, she looks at them and is like, you're probably uh, ex-military. And they were all like, how does she know? <laughs> I also, I assume she just knew because she invented that God's eye thing. She probably was like watching them. It's very, she looks at Vin and you're like, you're the alpha. Yeah, you saw him <laughs> yeah. making orders. You're like, <laughs> and then uh, Letty's like, how did you know? And she's like, she says, life is binary. It's just ones and zeros. And I'm like, Technology at its best allows us to transcend binaries, not embrace them. Sophie showed us that. In Sophie from Sophie's Choice? I forgot this is a film podcast. <laughs> no, uh, Sophie, the, the electronic musician. Oh, yes, of course, of course, yes. <laughs> like, like we, it, it shows the flaw that if we make machines in our image, that they make us in theirs as well. Mm. That's, that's a note I wrote last night That's uh, nice Safar was a good character Jimmy, I thought if you and I were in this film Oh, great, okay I, I, I thought one of us would play And I actually think this is a rare occasion Where we would both play Like we would both be up for the character This is, in, of course, uh, a colorblind cast um, <laughs> I thought that either one of us would play Either Safar or Mr. Nobody But I, I really think we're two yeah. Safar Types. The fire is the guy who gets them to the party at the top of the Abu Dhabi oh Tower, right? Oh my god, yeah. And he says, I can get you into the party, but not dressed like that. 
smash cut to them wearing the most basic clothes I've ever seen. <laughs> Vin Diesel also, I think his neck is too big for his shirt to close on. Yeah, he keeps those top two buttons undone. And, and he never wears a tie. Like they, mm, I think like, that it is just... He into the party. <laughs> He knew he wouldn't like. I mean, everyone else has to wear like fucking uh, uh, Ra- Ra- uh, what's his name? Pierce. Roman. 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 Roman is wearing a cumberbund. <laughs> like Vin. Vin isn't gonna get in. Really sad. Sam, what did you think of uh, of the song of the main song "See You Again" by Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth? Puth Puth. I thought Char- Puth. I thought Charlie Charlie had a lot more to do with it than Wiz Khalifa. Definitely, yeah. Would you like to know, Sam? You're a big music guy. That was Charlie's one and only take. And he didn't even think he'd be singing in the film. He was just recording a quick demo and they put it in the movie. thought that was nice. That, that kind of happens so much in the world of music that, you know, <laughs> like, oh, oh, good singer sings well. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, like he, he, was, he was doing a vocal take. It was unguarded really good. and it worked well. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, well, I guess I thought it was, nice. it was I'd be more surprised if it was Wiz Khalifa's first take. True, yeah. Um, I think the reason I thought it was nice was because when I heard that, I thought Charlie, Charlie, I'll just call him Charlie. I have no idea how to pronounce his surname. Puth or Puth? Puth? Anyway. You, you, you kind of, it, it's definitely Puth. But Probably Puth. Is, Puth. That's a gross, that's a gross thing. kind of gross, isn't it? No Puth. offense to Charlie. But um, when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's so cool. He's just a guy like maybe some sort of session musician who yeah. like recorded this take and they put him in. But actually, no, before this, he sang one of my least favorite songs of all time, Let's Marvin Gaye and Get It On. Do you know that oh, song? Oh, wow. I, I, I think I've heard, I think I've only heard other people sing that song. But that's... It's, it's horrible. It's, it just, it's so, you're saying Let's Marvin Gaye and Get It On. You're saying the same thing Very as the song Man Get as It well. On. Why don't I just listen to Get It On? It's a way better song. You're giving me the same message. I really, anyway. <laughs> I really get that. I really get that. But I got to say, love the song. I thought it was robbed. I thought it was a, it absolutely, for how nice it sounds and for the moment it's used in the film, really thought it should have got a nom for best original song at the Oscars. Do you want to know what won best original song at the Oscars that year, Sam? I do, Jimmy. It was that fucking Sam Smith Bond song. One of the like wow. memorable okay, well, Bond like, songs like, ever. Like, like actually robbed because you know, like, look, is it is is it a great song? No, but is it is it the perfect song for that moment in that movie? Yes, like mm, ideal numbers of like content and medium. Like you know, genuinely, like you know, it, it's not gonna be my favorite song. Mm. It's not gonna be my favorite movie, but like that's the perfect. That's the you know, perfect marriage. Jimmy, you've been in a, in, a, in a big fight like any of the boys in this film? Uh, no, I've been in little scraps, but I've never been in a big fight. Why, why don't they just always kick the balls? That's a good question. And I know a lot of people say the Nads aren't fair game, but I think in a life and death situation, the Nads are fair game. Yeah, because here's a big thing. They talk about rules that these men have a lot. They live by I can code. See it, they don't have rules. They, they kill indiscriminately. You know, the big thing that like Shaw brings a gun to a fight and they're like whoa but also uh brian kicks the tie guy in the balls he does i because i noticed that advantage kind of much of a code true did you like the bit where at one point the guy says to brian too slow and they're like okay brian's gonna say it to him at some point But when he does say it to him, it's almost like he forgot to say it and the guy's already fallen off and Brian's like, oh, too slow, too slow. <laughs> shouts it at him. There were a few really annoying moments like that where like, like at the start, Brian's kid throws a car out of, the, out of the car and says, cars don't fly. And then at the end, then when they're jumping across the buildings, he says, cars don't fly. But it's like, that's not a lesson he learned earlier hmm. in the film that's something we all know like we we all know cars don't fly there was another bit in that because a, a big thing of brian's story is how he is finding his family life a bit mundane and he misses the bullets and after the point where they they fly the cars through two buildings one of the coolest parts of the movie and that looks the most fun to be in the car for 
Vin Diesel's like, you still miss the bullets as if like, that's the worst thing that's ever happened to them. I thought that was the coolest, most fun thing that's ever happened to them. Yeah. Like, I mean, surely the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> They've been doing this for six movies. That's exactly what he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> also like, like saying, do you still miss the bullets there is like <laughs> asking a man like directly after sex, do you want to have sex again right now? <laughs> like, I mean, maybe not right now. <laughs> he will, like, again. At some point, yeah. <laughs> like, or like, you know, someone's really, really hung over after a wild night and you're like, oh, you still want to go drinking? I did last night and I will want to again, like, soon. And I, I thought the cars. Like this film really made me think how difficult it is to shoot cars on a, a, a on a film. Like, you know, I thought the cars should have been shot like gods. I thought the cars should have had voices. I thought there should have mm-hmm. been more reverence for the cars. And I thought that these men love their cars. I thought they should have been able to connect to their cars like the Navi connect to animals on the planet of Pandora in Avatar I thought they should have been able to stick their dick in the tailpipe and to connect to the car okay and for the the lady drivers how did they connect uh with their hair like in Avatar like an Avatar mm, mm, mm. I think that's beautiful I would l- have loved to have seen that now yeah, so, nice. some would say putting your dick in the exhaust pipe of a car would be disrespectful to the car Okay, you can put your dick in the uh, the in, cigarette. In fact, I've I've you seen know, the, quite the a few lighter. moments where um, our mutual friend Robbie Doyle has pretended to have sex with your car, and you got very mad. He's not mutual. Oh, that's so that's true. Actually, yeah. But if you did it, it would be a beautiful moment. <laughs> no. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's my car. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, true. That's me and my car. Do you think Denise loves you back? Um, if Robbie, um, if Robbie had sex with my wife, <laughs> sorry, I, I, I don't mean to imply that I. No, I no. Bonds, I, I think the bonds of marriage are so, uh, are so sacred. Mm. Um, <laughs> but the, the question sorry. stands: Do you think your car loves you back? And keep in mind, Vin Diesel did say in this movie, "You can't tell someone that they love you." Yeah, I mean, I, I fill my car with like. Oh trinkets wait for it oh like you know like like you know i've I've got like little mementos in my car like look i mean a car is a vehicle but i i think if if you spend enough time in something with something if you get function out of out of the thing and if you experience emotion in in that specific place i i think you impart enough onto it that Yes, it, it, it takes on certain characteristics not unlike those of a human and that it can't have the capacity to love you back. So yes, Jimmy, I, 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 I think my car is on some level alive, perhaps more alive than you'll ever be. And, and I think- With me specifically. Does, you specifically, Jimmy. And I, <laughs> and, and I think it does love me back. Yeah. That's really nice. Thank you for that, Sam. I, 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 I believe you. Jimmy, it wouldn't matter to me if you didn't. <laughs> Sam, do you have any more points to, to run through? Do I have any other points to run through? I feel like that's a lovely note to... I uh, think so, yeah. ...kind of say, say goodbye on. I, I would like to go on the record and say that the, the, the ending to this is like a, a, a lovely, beautiful moment for fans of the series. It was a bit odd watching this as someone who was not really a part of the Fast and Furious community in the same way that going to the funeral of someone you've never met is like an, a, a, an odd experience, not necessarily an unemotional experience. Didn't feel the whole thing was really for me, but I'm very glad to, uh, to have seen it. At the end of the day, I, 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 I didn't really like it. I'm probably not gonna watch another Fast and Furious film, but uh, I'm glad this was the one that, uh, that I watched. Jimmy, you, you, you said that I was your most uh, emotionally intelligent friend and if that's I, why if that's why you were inviting me <laughs> to that's watch in, that's entirely true that's, uh, to um, watch this one I only wish the emotions that. I only wish the emotions carried through a bit more so we had a bit more meat to mm. uh, to discuss 
Not that I eat meat. Hey, me neither. Now, before we get to the our final ratings, uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug, Sam? Anything you'd like to get out there in the world? I, I, I want to plug uh, your podcasts, Jimmy. To be quite honest, I, I, I like. <laughs> I, I, you know, <laughs> you don't you, have to do that. You, They're listening you, to you, them. You make you make a lot of a, a lot of podcasts, and I, I think it's. I've come to appreciate them greatly as uh, documents of uh, our time and our people. I, I, I think we'll all be very grateful that these things uh, exist in the future. And uh, if you, the listener, are listening to this now, and if you know about the future exploits of Jimmy Kavanaugh and, and Sam Killian, uh, let this just stand to as a as a as an oem stone, a, a marker to uh, uh, our friendship, our camaraderie, and uh, dare I say, our love, Jimmy. If um, if you if you died, I would drive alongside you until you veer off onto a different road. That's beautiful. And I also have to say, I would fucking mill your gravestone with a sledgehammer. <laughs> like I would wreck it. I, I would go to fucking town on your gravestone any day of the week. Also, another thing, if I die mm-hmm. and if I'm killed, yeah, and if someone at my funeral, like Vin Diesel at Han's funeral, if someone even mentions my killer at my funeral, throw them the fuck out. My funeral is a time for me. That's true. Not yeah. a time yeah. for the guy who killed me. Like, literally, if I was part of the crew and they were talking about Shaw, I'd be like, shh, come on. Shh, guys, guys, what are the funeral? Like, shut up. Come on. Sorry, that's all I have to say. In terms of my own plugging, just uh, keep an eye out on Sam Killian. Uh, I've got a few things in the works. Uh, You know, I've got a social media presence. You can see some of the bits that I'm getting up to. But, uh, you know, hopefully I'll be, uh, hopefully I'll get some things out in the world super soon. So keep an eye out. Last thing, we usually rate the films based on one on how fast we think they are and how furious they think they are. But the metric is up to you. Oh, as in the metric in terms of like, of how, like how you measure fastness and how you measure curiosity. It's, it's one to... It can be. You can use numbers. You can use metaphors. Um, you could use miles oh, per okay. hour. Oh, okay. Lovely. Lovely. Um, oh, wait, miles per hour is quite a good one. Uh, okay. Um, Jimmy, did you want to go first? or For me, the fastness of this one... Uh, my main complaint with the last one was that it started to, it took too long to get fast. This one I thought was fast from the get-go. I'm going to give it a fast rating of uh, the speed at which my eyes now tear up whenever I hear See You Again, that lovely song, um, in that it's very fast and also uh, very heartfelt, very nice and tender. And in terms of curiosity, this is the most furious by far. We talked about the whole race to revenge thing. So I'm going to give this uh, two men driving cars at top speeds right towards each other and just crashing into each other. I, I, I'm inclined to kind of agree on, on both these ratings. I, I, I don't have much to uh, compare uh, against, but I, I'm going to say while, while the, the fastness and the furiosity were quite interlinked uh, for, for me, I would say fast, very furious, extremely. Fast, very furious, extremely amazing. Yeah. I should have called it very fast and extremely furious. <laughs> um, what's that movie? What's that? It's incredibly, it's incredibly fast. fast. Incredibly fast and extremely furious. <laughs> they actually should because that's about death. True. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that has. Um, well, yeah. I think that's in, that has something to do with a vehicle going through two towers as well. But uh, <laughs> a vehicle of some sort <laughs> being driven by cars don't fly. Cars don't. Fly. <laughs> Oh no! Um, yeah, I, I hope they eventually do like a good, the bad, the ugly thing of being like the fast, the furious. <laughs> well, the fast, we have the furious and the ten. <laughs> we have at least three more movies, the titles of which have not been announced, and a potential. And Sam, I know one of your favorite movies is Jurassic Park. Um, a potential Fast and Furious Jurassic World crossover coming uh, soon. Now that I. If that happens, and if you're still doing the podcast, you have to bring me back. Absolutely, hundred percent. Jimmy, how much of this podcast is just based on the title? Oh, hundred percent. Like, um, on the titles of the films, you mean? No, no, the titles of like Bre- Breakfast and Furious. Oh yeah, it was really uh, originally, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Um, when lockdown started, 
I was trying to do like fun projects and I was like, I've always wanted to watch the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, so I, you had always wanted to watch them. I, yeah, but only because I find their titles funny. I had no, didn't have too much interest in the content, but now I've grown to like really enjoy it. Um, and so I, I tried to do a series where every morning I would film myself watching one of the movies while I eat breakfast and, you know, commenting with little jokes and That's such. Nice. That's nice. I did it for the first one and it just, um, it was mostly just me watching the movie, eating my breakfast. Didn't really have much to say about it. So then, yeah. So I like yeah. the title. And yeah, I wanted to watch them. To be honest, like, as I'm sure if you've been listening, there's no reason this podcast should have anything to do with breakfast. It's all to try and make this title make sense. But it's fun. And I like, um, it's really nice listening to how the guests spend their mornings yeah. making their breakfasts. It's a nice little thing. Well, Jimmy, thanks thanks so much for having me on. For, of for course. This, uh, this, this very serious, very moving episode. Yeah. Um. There was something I want to mention to you, uh, but I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. I love you, Sam. It's been fast, it's been furious, it's been furious you, seven. Jimmy. Thanks very much. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye now. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again When I see you again It's less fast and furious and more like brisk and peeved.